Welcome to episode 24 of Two Guys, One Dice Cup. Uh, this episode is entitled Living the Green. My name is Al Goldeneye Unicorn, and I am joined, hopefully once again, by... Bill from Arashes Cairns. Oh, yeah. I didn't leave a pause there, and you actually got the title of the episode right this time as well. Yeah, first take, I know. It's, uh, there's a first oh, time for everything, but you know what, after uh, two years of podcasting together, um, anything's possible. So, you know, and congratulations as well, mate, on two years of podcasting. That's uh, it's quite an achievement, which I um, I really strongly felt we would achieve. But yes, when we started way back in the original world global lockdown, um, you know, we never really knew how it was all going to pan out. It just uh, hammers home how long it is, like, since I have physically been in the same vicinity as you as well, because the last time we actually physically saw ourselves was uh, February 2020. 2020. At the Mulligans Open, when I just decided I couldn't attend for the full day of the tournament. I just decided to jump in the car because I had a a half, I got half an afternoon off from parenting or whatever. Um, whatever nonsense had started, nonsense I was up to. Jumped in the car just to drop in at the venue just to say hello, as though it was a nothing, a throwaway thing. But uh, that was the last time I saw a lot of people um, in the flesh. Yeah. I look back on that that little decision. I'm glad I did it because Jesus, it's a uh, it's been a marathon. It's been a mission. Uh, I think we're starting to see some uh, clear air out of uh, the other side right now, but. Um, it's slowly, slowly, slowly uh, getting sort of closer to back to normal, I guess. Yep, whatever um, normal is, but and um, the new normal, yeah, new normal. And we should thank our listeners and rookie coaches as well for for um, well, look for not only staying with us, but we uh, obviously track how many people listen to our podcasts on a sort of weekly basis, and it's um, it's always been on the increase, so. Uh, you know, th- yeah. thanks to the ten or twelve guys that listen to us for listening to us multiple times um, during the course of a week. That's top top drawer stuff. Well done. Yeah, I mean those uh, multiplays by uh, uh, Space Gandalf and uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the other people that we uh, regularly speak about have uh, really kind of helped us kind of just uh, well, keep going. They've boosted our ego and they've given us a, a reason to. To keep going um so yeah thank you very much but look if you couldn't have guessed from the title of the episode uh living the living the green uh we're going to be talking about the orc team and rookie uh, rookie coaches today so uh, another yeah adventure. i mean yeah proper orcs yeah proper orcs because that was one of the things we we um discovered when we had the updated rule set was that the orcs and the black orcs had uh split off into their own teams, which initially I was a little bit nervous about, but when the rules came out and uh, obviously when the miniatures came out, everything was, you know, everything was really good and it's been well accepted by the community. So, um, but it is going to be good to talk about the actual orcs as opposed to their uh, bigger cousins, which we covered um, a couple of episodes ago now. It was about a um, price. It must be a, about a year ago. <laughs> my concept of time is fucking awful. 
Um, I think the Black Orc episode was wait a second. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a, a quite a while ago. It was like yesterday. Um, black Orcs, Black Orcs, Black Orcs. Answers on a postcard, listeners. Black Orcs was 14 episodes ago. Jesus Christ. But anyway. Feels like yesterday, yeah. If anybody um, wants to go back to, um, you know, back wind clock, back 14 episodes and listen about Black Orcs, you um, knock yourself out, but uh, hang around on this episode and we'll be talking about actual Orcs and the rookie coaches section covering league play and tournament play. Um, but before we get there, view the games front, mate. It feels like we recorded yesterday. Um, you know, been a shorter month, but have you managed to get any, any gaming in at all in the meantime? Played a couple of games online, but um, not really much, to be honest. I was offshore for a week, so uh, that um, kind of into any game town. I'm not playing in the league at the moment for that reason, so um, it was a couple of games on the Fumble uh as practice for UKTC. Um I can't remember how many I'd played last time we spoke. Um but I've played I've now played four games with Norse, which I which is what I'm taking to UKTC. Um uh won three and lost one. Mm-hmm. Uh the wins were against dwarves uh, Amazons and High Elves, and the loss was against um, Damn Brands and his rat. Uh, there was a, some epic bullshit in that game. It's actually well worth going and having a look because uh, uh, there was one one pivotal moment that uh, that turned the game really from a, a potential two one win to me into a two one loss. Um, but yeah, it was it was nuts. It was a good game. Um, and Brands is a decent player, so I don't begrudge losing to him generally. Um, but yeah, I was. I don't want to say I was diced, but I was diced. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it enough? It was, uh, is it enough to save it for a, a dice rage section, or is it just a sort of? An nagging feeling that you've got. No, no, it was, it was, it was bad. Uh, it was, I mean, I wouldn't say um, he, he played badly or I played badly. It was one of those games where I did everything right, but got fucked by one particular thing working for him. And the events that came off the back of that being exactly what he needed to happen to stop me from scoring in my drive and for him to score in my drive. So, I mean, I I had been pounding his team left, right and centre, taking out both his blitzers, um, just uh, was starting to look like things were kind of going to snowball. Uh, and I'd score turn eight. I mean, he's pretty good at the one turn touchdown, so I, I would have thought he might have had a chance at equalising there. But 
then things just went from bad to worse. He took a one-dice block on the uh, Yeti and moved it out of the way to make his cage dive uh, five up rather than a six up. Um, it was two dice uphill. He rolled, uh, so he made the he made the dodge um, on the five up. He two dice uphill me and got a pow and a defender stumbles. So the ball was going down. Um, I'd been kind of forced to to not not side cage, uh, but um, be one square. Um, I, I was going down one square away from the sideline. The ball went out. Um, it, of course, went diagonally towards his end zone and went out again and then went straight up the middle of the pitch uh, past all of my players. And the only person that could get it really uh, was his guard runner uh, who ran away with it, unsurprisingly. Right. I made a valiant attempt to uh, to stop him from scoring, um, which was uh, um, futile. I had a two dice block, um, well, two dice blitz with uh, an oaf um, needing a pow, and I had a reroll and couldn't get a pow, and then it was just a, basically a dodge for him to uh, a two up dodge for him to get into the end zone. Yeah, too easy. Maybe. So yeah. Yeah, I was going. I was going down, uh, but it didn't end there. Um, so the first thing that happened uh, on uh, his drive uh, was we got a Fisher's ref, and my Yeti got sent off. Um, <laughs> and then, then as a result of that happening, like my, uh, I also didn't get back. Uh, he in the sort of uh, melee around getting the bo- uh, losing the ball at the end he managed to foul my uh, tackle blit- um, berserker uh, who um, uh, got KO'd and didn't come back um, and he also and he'd also KO'd an Ulf earlier on in the half and it didn't come back either so I was kind of um. Uh, yeah, it was tough. Uh, he scored because I couldn't stop him from scoring, so that was two nil. But then I scored a consolation. Um, I think if I'd scored in the first half with the way that the team was uh, teams were set up, I think I probably would have been okay and would have either been one one or two one me. I think I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, or possibly even two-two. Uh, but yeah, tough game. Um, didn't quite go the way I'd hoped, but it was. That's how Blood Bowl works, is it? Yep. So, but it's not too bad. Enjoyable game. Some learnings. Um, even if it's just the sort of learnings of accept that this is happening to you. Don't get upset. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you can't really when that sort of shit happens. You can't really do anything about it. So you you know as long as you kind of come out of that know you didn't do anything wrong, I think you're probably okay. But yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, the only other game I played was uh, I gave uh, Hipster Potter a a game with Undead against his uh, Amazons for practice as well, and 
uh, lost that one to some shenanigans as well. Was this practice um, <laughs> for UKTC again? It was indeed, yeah. So I I said to him, well, what, what do you struggle against most? And uh, he said, uh, undead. So um, played that game. Uh, it was pouring rain. He failed to pick up on his drive uh, for long enough for me to get two ghouls in the backfield. I picked up and swanned in and uh, went 1-0 up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to do it earlier than I would have liked uh, because um, he, had, he was easily going to be able to get players back. Um, so I, I just took the first opportunity to score. Um, so I couldn't stop him from scoring on his own drive. So we went into the half 1-1. And then I got fucked by pouring rain um, as well on my drive. And there was a big rammy in the middle of the pitch for about three or four turns. And it ended up with him picking it up on a five up, dodging out on a four up and uh, running away. And uh, I, I nearly got him um, and uh, ended up, um, I, all I needed was a, uh, I'd go for it to get a player in front of his guy after I'd blitzed him um, and uh, didn't have any re-rolls at this point because there'd been a lot of fucking about trying to get the ball mm-hmm. um, and uh, failed to go for it or rush rather, sorry, in, into his uh, into his path which meant it was an easy one for him to dodge out and and score and he won that 2-1 uh, but yeah, it was a tough, a tough game that one as well, you know, I, like so played both them the same day, so I wasn't overly excited uh, with Blood Bowl that day after well, having both those things happen. You've, and if the listeners remember to previous episodes, you've met with a lot of success uh, in Blood Bowl in recent months in terms of your, you know, your win rate on fumble, um, your your good league wing wins. So you know a little bit of swings and roundabouts, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. And... I think I think I think I'd be happy if I'd been outplayed in both games. Um, but I think yeah, like the Amazon the Amazon one had one one written all over it until the shenanigans happened. And the thing is, we were talking about this while the game was going. So we're obviously trying to make sure we're we're both taking advantage of certain situations and stuff. And I mean, I said to him. Uh, you have to go for that. Like, if you if you pick up the ball here and get away with it, there's a good chance you're going to win two one. Even if you just get the ball on the wrong side of your players, I'm still not going to be able to pick it up. So I mean, I was I talked him into to doing it mm. um, by saying, "Well, this is what we'd be looking for," you know, in the in a team situation. So yeah, um, it was a it was just it was a useful game for him as well uh, on that front is, you know, uh, sometimes it's easier to, or it's better to kind of discuss these things while you're, you're playing them. Uh, Well, that's, so yeah, no, I was good. If you're, if you're doing practice games, you're you're supposed to be coaching each other. So yeah, you know, you're, you're helping your opponent out or they're helping you out by maybe seeing, obviously seeing things that you don't see. Uh, and convincing you that you know if you see a big risk and they see it you know as being a lesser risk, it's like you've got to to give it a whirl. So 
Uh, and as you said, you were um, practicing for a team event, so you want your you want your teammates on their their best game. So yeah, absolutely. And let's face it, um, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure they'll listen to this podcast at some point. But making sure your teammates have got some wins under their belt gives them a good, you know, a, a bit of a positive feeling to remind them that what the you know what winning tastes like and how they can um, they can keep that focus. So. Yeah, I Potter's Potter's played. I mean, the Amazons. Um, he he's not played a like a massive amount of them in a competitive sense. I mean, he's played a lot of a lot of them in the leagues. About the five games he's played, he's sitting on two one two, which is uh, um, in practice, which is reasonably good. I think I'd be happy with that if I was him so far. Um, and um, the other guys are doing all right as well, you know. It's been good to get practice uh, to to kind of get the teams run out and stuff. So yeah, no, it's, it's been a it's been a useful ex, uh, experience. Uh, we've still got a couple of weeks until UKTV, so there'll be some more games played. Yeah, and we'll uh, between now and then for sure. We'll, we'll talk about um, the UKTC a little bit after the rookie coaches section, just um, to the listeners a little bit more information and idea what it is uh, we're going to do for that um from my own perspective yeah gaming wise since the last podcast actually nothing which is really bizarre um i think a lot of you know it was a shorter uh shorter month in between recording times so i have achieved no gaming of any kind um oh maybe we'll We'll again add it onto the UKTC chat at the end of the episode, but the the next four weeks are absolutely fucking rammed with war games for myself, and I'm really looking forward to all of them. Um, actually, that's probably one thing I could touch on uh, instead of talking about games that I haven't played. Uh, good vibe I've got at the moment is that I've got... Uh, uh, a one-day tournament for Bolt Action at the end of March, so it's actually in a couple of weekends' time. Uh, the same weekend that you and the boys are heading to the UK TC for Blood Bowl, I'm heading down to Milton Keynes for a big um, Bolt Action two-day event with seven games in it. Nice. And then, oh yeah, it's going to be an absolute fucking beast! Uh, and then when we get into that's, that's the first weekend in April, then when we get into May, it's the NAF Championships, Blood Bowl, and I'm off to the Bowl Action World Team Championships. We'll talk more about all that stuff, you know, at the end of the episode, like I said, but the good vibe I've got is that over the course of two days, I submitted all my army lists for them, which was a really cool feeling. Um, you know, because you know, going to multiple tournaments and having things to look forward to, it's just been so long since I've had lots of things all happening quite close together. So I was I was really pumped uh, about that. So that was that was pretty, not no games played, but the anticipation of you know, you know so many competitive games happening in the next sort of two to three months is 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 a good buzz. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's that's cool. You know, it's nice uh, just the prospect of getting out and playing again. Um, is kind of what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got 
we got Kalibo at the end of the year last year, but there's been nothing so far this year for me. You know, um, no opportunity to go to anything. So I'm I'm desperate to to get to UKTC. It's one of my favourite tournaments um, in general, anyway. Um, so yeah, looking forward to going to that, and I'm sure you'll be the same getting to some more bolt action stuff. So well, let's let's um, let's wax lyrical at the end of the episode because I know that the rookie coaches are always hanging out to get some some information and chat about the team, uh, our chosen team of the, the month, but. We should be talking about our um on the on the hobby table and painting and yeah, money, well, money, 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 money. Oh God, I can't I can't get high enough on that. <laughs> and, and yeah. can I. <laughs> I'm not that drunk. Um, so and you kicked off the gaming side of things. I am happily going to kick off the hobby side of things because I've been painting like a fucking demon. Yeah, what have you been painting? Oh, I've been talking about bolt action and submitting army lists, uh, but I've been I have been I'm going to say frantically painting bolt action. Uh, I knocked out um, twenty nine uh, infantry naval infantry uh, last podcast. Nice. There's only one thing I have to sorry two things I have to do in all of them, and that's a little red dot on their naval caps to represent the little red Soviet star and then I need to work out if I want to freehand paint on some lettering on each of their hats uh, to represent the, the ship that they came from just need to, and this is going to I hate, I hate checking historical stuff but I need to cross check some of the references to see if the, the Soviets actually did that because I know that the British did it and the Americans did it for their naval troops. They always had their um, okay. the name of the ship, you know, HMS, you know, whatever it was, on their hats. But I don't know if the Soviets ever bothered. So, um, there is that. But it was an absolute beast of a mission to to pump out twenty seven models to a really high standard. Um, and I, you know, I've the listeners will remember back i started using a wet palette i'm going to say a couple months ago it was probably like a year ago wasn't it but i've got the wet palette going on i i've been using for the skin tones the scale 75 uh, skin tone pack i mentioned a few episodes ago or more than a few episodes ago probably uh, so i've been using that on the on the faces and hands of the naval troops but the one cool thing is I've cracked out the uh, artist Opus series again to uh, you know do a lot of the fine detail and a lot of the sort of wet blending on the faces and the hands and you know other areas on the miniatures. But it's something I, I guess I'd never really it sounds weird to say it, but I've never really done it before. But I had two paintbrushes on the go at the same time with two different colours uh, blending as I was going. And it's something that, as I said, I've not really done in the past, but I was really uh, got into the groove quite easily by having these two brushes just switching, um, you know, quickly switching when you had to correct mistakes and then keeping the highlighting process going. And when you're doing, you know, what was it, 28 or 29 models all at the same time, um, you know, it can be quite mesmerizing. So, 
yeah, I'm really chuffed. And I know I've sent you uh, some pictures of them, and I, I don't even think the pictures do them justice yet until I get them into the light box. Um, the the twenty eight millimeter models we're talking about, I even managed to get eye color on them, so it's the sort of the white, it's the sort of darker outline, which was a, it's a scale seventy five paint, it's SC twenty three Indian Shadow, so I've used that as yeah. the um, the sort of backdrop for the eye, then I've gone in with the white, then the color, then the black of the iris, and then the sort of white dot of the light flare coming off it. And it's like, oh, fuck it. The, the first couple that I did, eh, and when it managed and it actually looked right, I was just like, oh, God, amazing. So good. Um, so, yeah, really chuffed. Yeah, they're really good. I, I like them. The eyes are great. I, I, uh, I've tried eyes a few times uh, on various things, and I guess I, I've managed to do a passable job myself, but it's always one of these that as soon as I pick up the brush to do it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's great. Uh, it's great so, stuff. I so like happy. seeing them. So happy with them. And the goal for the Soviet Army is they will go to the World Team Championship. Uh, and I, you know, obviously they're a competitive army that I'm building, but from the painting perspective, um, I'm making a play for the best painted army again um, at the event. I won it last time out. So I would like to uh, defend my title. Um, the one thing they had at the World Team Championship for bolt action is it's run alongside a, another World Team Championship event for the it's the Hobbit Lord of the Rings strategy battle game by Games Workshop. Yep. Hairy feeted fucks. Um, but they uh, what 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 the, the World Team Championship sort of association or club or whatever the fuck you want to refer to it as that they the two best painted armies uh, sorry, the best painted armies from each competition then go head to head against each other uh, and they win, it was a oh, army painter, like a I think it was like a 24 karat gold paintbrush award trophy thing um, and last last time I missed, I missed out on that, the Hobbit people and that really, that really hurt really hurt um not because, yeah not because you know and this is going to sound really petty but fuck it i never actually looked at the army uh, that beat me and the reason i didn't look was that when the guy went up to collect that trophy cannot remember it was somebody in the the hobbit side of the room shouted out the question who painted your army and then he answered and he pointed at one of his teammates. I was like, hang on a minute. And there was a bit of a rumble around the room, um, not just from the bolt action side, but from the Hobbit people, was that, oh, you didn't paint your own army. Um, so it was a bit, it was a bit odd and awkward feeling. Um, yeah, that's a bullshit one. You know, like I, I would have been livid. Uh, although, I mean, in that context, at least at least the guy who 
painted it was there. Yes. You know, I yes. mean, he he should have won it uh, if that was the case. Yeah, that's the, the guy. I mean, that's I didn't get that. I wasn't that happy, but I wasn't that petty either. That it's like, okay, so the guy was in the room. I think that night for drinks, I spoke to. I was actually I was so drunk, and I but I think I was maybe screaming at the Scottish Hobbit people. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll paint all your fucking armies next time, fucking cunts. Um, actually, <laughs> I might have actually been a bit upset now that I think about it. But anyway, the goal is to at least win best painted for bolt action, and then it's in the lap of the gods for anything else. So, um, but that that has been my primary focus, and I am. I'm doing good. But you, what's your great. What's your painting been up to, mate? You, you've you've got some good uh, achievements. Yeah, I've I've been uh, painting some stuff as well. You know, I, I've pretty much I've almost finished the vamps. Um, they just need a bit of um, um, work done on the leather on the thralls, and uh, I need to sort out the eyes on them. Um, but yeah, they, they've come out okay. I'm reasonably happy with them. Um, they've they've been paused um, uh, as so I've I've had to actually paint a team for UKTC. Um, so I'm, I've built and paint uh, started painting Norse as well. Um, so they are probably about fifty percent of the way through already, um, which is good. Got all the base colours down and the first, uh, well, a wash or shade done on, on all those colours. So it's just uh, bringing them up to standard um, on the rest of them. Uh, so that's another. So in total, that's probably about uh, 32 models um, that I've got underway on those at the moment. What else have I done? Uh, I've been fucking about with oils um, past a uh, couple of days as well, which is good. Getting a chance to work with some some more kind of different mediums and stuff. I'd, I'd done a an oil wash before, um, just to kind of add a bit more depth to, or grime to stuff. Um, but um, I've got these. Uh, I started kind of looking into a thing called uh, I've probably mentioned it before on this on the podcast uh, a thing called Markburg, which is uh, an RPG. Um, it's also got like a tabletop skirmish kind of mod available for it uh, called Forbidden Sam, um, and it's got some great great bad guys in it, uh, and the two guys that I am. Uh, Painting up at the moment are I'm just going to use it as uh, as ghouls. There's a d- couple of different types of ghouls. There's fecal ghouls and uh, um, uh, what was the, the other one? Something to uh, something to do with the uh, disemboweled ghouls as well. So I'll just use them as, as either. Uh, but had a good crack with uh, with some different coloured um, oil washes. And they've come out all right, actually. I'm just waiting on them drying, and then I'll pick out a few details and do some blood work on them. That's what I was going to ask, because you sent those pictures through just recently. And I was going to ask, um, 
the photographs you sent, the oil was still wet at the time, wasn't it? Isn't it? Yes. Okay. Did you? Yes, um, it is. Did you varnish the models before hitting them with the oil? Yes. Okay. Yes, cool. I did. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so that they've they've dried a fair bit before, uh, since uh, those photos I sent you actually, and uh, they've matted down quite a lot, and uh, yeah, obviously the um, the spirits evaporate, and uh, yeah, they've come out they've come out quite nice. Um, um, them, I just yeah. went from yeah, I just went from a basic uh, zenithal prime. Uh, I didn't do anything else other than that, and then the the oil washes so very quick. Um, maybe took maybe about twenty minutes uh, to do the oils part on the two of them, which is just fine, nice and easy. Uh, do do some basing on them. Um, I've got some. I'm going to do the, you know, for the blood. Um, you can use like um, um, yuhu glue mm-hmm. um, to give you that kind of stringy kind of blood effect. Like color it with uh, sort of a black and red to give, make it look like that kind of non-fresh blood, sort of coagulated blood sort of thing. Yep. I do that on their hands and their chins. Um, see what I can get done with that. Test that out somewhere else before putting on your models, mate. Just, I will do. Just so it doesn't look uh, cheap and nasty. Uh, it it can, yeah. Uh, it needs to be kind of uh, right looking. Yep. One. Uh, so yeah, I've got something. I've got something to test it on. One thing I did a long time ago in an army was the the blood spray. Uh, Droplet splatter type thing, and that was gluing on the old toothbrush. No, 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 gluing on single hairs where it was going to be coming off. Oh, yeah, and then doing the PVA glue down it and letting it dry, then doing blood and blood effect on it. So they're ultra brittle. Um, no, but that's something if if you want to think about doing. Good effect. Yeah, uh, that. Yeah. I I think the the brittle side might might kind of I don't want it to be kind of that uh, dangly I guess more than anything else. Um, but yeah, I've got um, I, I normally use blood for the blood god mixed with uh, Caraberg crimson, mm-hmm. um, but I might just mix uh, remove the Caraberg crimson from the equation and just drop some Abaddon black or something like that in there. Uh, it really needs to not be that kind of bright red. It needs to be look like it's just it, they've been rooting around in something that's been dead for a while, sort of stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to finishing them. Um, I've got in mind another uh, mini that uh, I'm going to convert uh, to make the corpse collector. Uh, who's one of the bigger monsters? Uh, so I've got that ready to go after the. Um, um, I've finished the two Blood Bowl teams. Um, I'll do a bit of work on that. I think. So yeah, I done plenty of stuff. I don't. I think that's everything I've done. 
can't, I can't remember. The only other thing, though, is how much have you spent? Uh, so I haven't spent as much this month as I have previous months. Uh-huh. But, I've, but I've still spent money. Okay. So how much do you think I've spent, Al? Right. Well, again, we have not spoken about this at all, as we never do. Um, but we've also not spoken a huge amount this month in the grand scheme of things. But I reckon... I reckon you've went for £172. Less. Oh, well done. 143 Less. You've not gone under 100 have you? Yes, I have. Oh, you dirty bitch. Yeah, 87 Close. What's the damage? £81. Well done, mate. So what was your expense? Yes. On? It's all old hammer stuff. Filthy, filthy old hammer uh, for my uh, uh, Chaos Army. So I got um, most of it's Marauder miniatures stuff as well. Uh, I got another two Chaos Dwarves. Um, I got um, the Chaos Beastmaster with three Chaos Hounds. Um, I also got the centaur the chaos centaur that marauder miniatures did the one with the bow mm-hmm. um i think is that it? let me just have a quick look um yes that's it so it 81 pounds has not gone a long way <laughs> in terms of what uh what i've actually bought but uh uh yeah Old timers an expensive hobby. Yeah, it's a unfortunately expensive drug. Yeah, I mean last last month I I bought a lot more chaos dwarves uh, and uh, the beastmen and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's why it was a bit more pricey last last time round. I haven't bought any new stuff. Well, um, brand new, brand new stuff. Yeah. No, uh, it's all been kind of. Uh, um, like say old hammer stuff. Mm-hmm. I I have back to Kickstarter, uh, but it's not due to finish until I think it's the first of April. Yeah, uh, so uh, that doesn't count because the money has not left my That's, account. Those are the rules. Yeah. Um. What's the Kickstarter? Yeah. It is some miniatures for Murkburg. Actually, All it's right. uh, um by a company called West. Westphalia miniatures. Okay. Uh, and they look great. I will just send you in Messenger uh, what they look like if I can f- fucking find it. Well, let's multitask, um, send in stuff and speak. Um, yes. Um, uh, aye, so what, what have you spent your monies on? Well, you have to try and. Well, I've got a guess. I've got actually guess. Yeah. Hold on. Um, Stick a so I reckon. On it. I reckon you spent because you've been trying really hard to to curb the old spender risky. Yeah. Um. Uh, so let me see. Uh hundred and two pounds. No, much lower. Much lower. Yeah. Uh, £46. Smidge lower. 
38 pounds. You're basically there, mate. You've surrounded it. 40 pounds on the nose. That's great. Uh, and it was just one, uh, one outlay, and I. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was from Facebook, of um, bolt action, transport. So it was two British Universal carriers, a German Opel Blitz truck, and an American little sort of three and a quarter ton Dodge truck thing. Um, whatever. All transports, but what happened was there was a somebody shared big sales thing onto the Bolt Action Facebook page and it was some shop down in England had um, another a local store had had to liquidate and they picked up a whole bunch of um, Warlord Games product from them and part of their the way they operate they've got a bricks and mortar store but they take photographs of their for the stuff they're selling post it on Facebook and it's basically first to comment you get it um, you know, you 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 get to buy it, and they posted this huge, huge wall of you know bull action, uh, and other stuff produced by Warlord Games, and it just went fucking crazy, um, you know, because they had some, they, they were basically saying everything is fifty percent off, fifty percent, fucking all right then, and people were going for the big ticket items, you know, the big um starter box sets with two armies the, the they do box sets they've got three tanks in them um, you know lots of the big tick items yeah uh, as as I've said from the start of this year I'm raining my expenditure in quite a bit um, just because I'm spending more money on going to tournaments and travel accommodation that sort of thing uh, this year than actual product so uh, and somebody tells you there's fifty percent off. It's like you can't just fucking walk away. That's just this is fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> so I really dug in, and my plan, or pretty much from sort of um, June onwards, is to purely paint, do commission paint and paint to sell. Because um, by that point, I should have everything done for all the sort of competitive stuff I want to do. Uh, so what I decided was that well I'll look for transports and I'll do I'll paint them up and do sort of little package deals for bolt action you know so a squad plus a transport and then sell them so you can sort of plug them into your existing army so just picked up those transports on the cheap um, for 50% off I was like fuck yeah absolutely crazy couldn't, couldn't not do it so um but if if it hadn't been for that, I would have spent I would have spent nothing this month. So, yay, yay me! I I was uh, I was looking good until the uh, the centaur turned up, um, and uh, I won a couple of auctions on eBay. <laughs> that was that was it. Yeah, it was just it wasn't stuff I was desperate to get, but like when I saw I saw them at individual prices and stuff like that, and thought oh, I've got a good chance of getting these here. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna have to go and buy that then. Um, so yeah, no, good, good, good month for both of us then. Both under a hundred. Yeah, good, good, good as it should be. Um, can't go crazy all the time. I mean, last year was batshit crazy. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm needing to kind of rein the, the expenditure and I'm, I'm, get, I'm slowly but surely getting to the end of the old hammer purchases. Um, it's, I think there's maybe about five or six Chaos Dwarves I still want to get my hands on and um, I, I think I could, yeah, and there's another um, Dragon Ogre I want as well, but other than that, it's pretty much um done really mm-hmm. until the next thing yeah well no i mean i i, I kind of I, i've had a set like group of things i've wanted for this particular army and that's that's them done after i've got i i know exactly what i've what i've mapped it all out uh so there's nothing else in that i would want for that um There'll always be new things that come out. I mean, there's obviously there's there's Blood Bowl stuff that's come out in the past uh, six months that I'll probably pick up at some point, and there'll be a trip to Warhammer World in um, in May yeah, uh, yeah. or start of May for thingy. There'll be a few kind of things I might pick up then um, to avoid having to pay uh, like postage for stuff. Mm. But yeah. Uh, unless they bring out something brand spanking new for one of the uh, the armies I play, uh, it's been pretty quiet on the new stuff front. Like I, I've all the releases that have been out in the last couple of weeks since the um, um, Blood Bowl Almanac. I think was the last new thing I bought. Mm. Um, yeah been pretty slim pickings on my side so um hopefully i get a rest <laughs> from purchasing new stuff um yeah no good good shit that's us at the end of that this particular section and steering the uh, the rookie coaches section down the down the barrel very much so so uh let's let's dive straight in Yes. Coaches, welcome to Live in the Green. Uh, so as we mentioned at the start of the episode, we're going to be talking about the Orc team. And as always, uh, myself and Phil will present to you uh, Orc League team uh, with the constraint of purchasing it for 1 million gold pieces or whatever denomination you feel like you want to talk in. Uh, and then we'll present to you our... Um, tournament rosters which um you know for new rookie coaches that are joining us our tournament rosters are based upon the current uh, NAF championship rules that are going to be held in nottingham um in may of 2022 and that basically comprises of your roster is created using 1. 1.1 uh, <laughs> 1,100,000 and 50 gold pieces? Have I fucked that up? Yeah, t- TV 1150. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TV 1150. And every team gets six primary skills and one secondary skill. Uh, so that's what, we Correct, will, yes. that's what we'll be doing for the Orc tournament rosters. Uh, and as I said, the Orc League roster um, it's for a million gold pieces or 1,000 TV, um, if that's the currency you do want to speak in. 
But traditionally, we are sticklers for tradition. We uh, talk through the positionals of the team. And fuck me, I think yep. it's my turn. It is your turn for definite. Very much so. So for those that have the rule book in front of them, we're on page 123 and we're talking about the orc teams. So deep breath, Al. Here we go. So 0 to 16 orc linemen, cost 50,000, movement 4, strength 3, agility 3+, plus, passing 4+, plus, AV 10+. Plus. They all start with animosity, and that is towards orc linemen. Primary access is general, secondary access is agility and strength. Next up are the throwers, they are 0 to 2, they cost 65,000 gold pieces. Movement 5, strength 3, agility 3+, plus, passing 3+, plus, AV 9+, plus. and there also come with animosity, and that's against all teammates. But they also come with pass and sure hands. Primary skill access is general and passing. Secondary access is agility and strength. Then we go to the orc blitzers. They are 0 to 4. They cost 80,000 gold pieces each. Movement 6, strength 3, agility 3 plus, passing 4 plus, AV 10 plus. They have also got animosity, and that is against all teammates. Uh, they start with block as well. Primary skill access is general and strength. Secondary skill access is agility and passing. Next up is the biggin blockers, 0 to 4. They cost 90,000 gold pieces each. Movement 5, strength 4, agility 4 plus. They do not have a passing statistic. AV 10 plus, and they have got animosity, and that is towards other biggin blockers. Primary skill access is general and strength. Secondary skill access is agility. Then we have goblins. They are also 0 to 4. Uh, cost 40,000 gold pieces. Movement 6. Strength 2. Agility 3 plus. Passing 4 plus. AV 8 plus. And they've got dodge righty. <laughs> Fucked it. They've got dodge righty. Dodge, dodge right stuff and stunty. <laughs> and <laughs> don't edit that out. That's too good. Uh, primary skill access is agility, uh, secondary is general and strength. And then lastly, 0 to 1 untrained troll. It costs 115,000 gold pieces each. Movement 4, strength 5, agility 5 plus, passing 5 plus, armor 10 plus. And then they come with that whole bucket load of stuff that trolls always come with. Always hungry, loner 4 plus, mighty bolo plus 1. Projectile Vomit, Really Stupid, Regeneration, and Throw Teammate. This is Strength, Secondary Skill Access is Agility, General and Passing. Team Rerolls are 60 gold thousand pieces each. Uh, they have Apothecary Access. <laughs> 60 gold thousand. 60 gold thousand. <laughs> Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. I'm, I'm going to put it out there, I've had a wee bit to drink tonight. Um... <laughs> 60,000 gold pieces each, and their special rules come from Badlands Brawl. Far out. I'm going to have another drink. Amazing. Ah, uh, Jesus. Just inventing new things today. 
Um, but rookie coaches, <laughs> I was the Orc team. Uh, and so now I am pretty sure, Phil, uh, you get to present your league team first. Yeah, uh, just before we do that, a quick kind of uh, recap of the things that have changed there. So the uh, the the animosity thing is new versus Blood Bowl 2016. Um, I think it, it's it's a weird addition, but I don't think, it, think it's a bad one. Essentially, you know, it's a, it makes sense um, with the team. I think a little bit with all the arguing and fighting in the team um, means you've got to play a bit more, a bit differently. Uh, but yeah, and then the fact that the best bit is the big unblockers have big in big in big in blockers have gained a movement point. Yeah. So the, 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 the Black Orcs were moved four on the old team and they're now moved five, uh, which is great. I think that's awesome. Um, and of course, you've got the projectile vomit and the troll as well. Um, Team-wise, okay. So for my league team, I've gone with four biggins, mm-hmm. four blitzers, one thrower, two linemen, two rerolls, two dedicated fans on top of the one that you normally get and left 20k in the bank coming in at TV 985k. Mm. How about yourself? What the hell have I done? Something very different. That's good. Yeah, very different. Um, for my team, I have gone for a untrained troll, two blitzers, two biggins, one thrower, four linemen, one goblin, three rerolls, one apothecary, and that tallies out at nine hundred and ninety thousand, and um, I've left ten grand in the bank, which. I guess I could throw it into um, dedicated fans. I think when I put the roster together, I, I didn't actually have that thought. So that's pretty different from yours. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to have to spend a lot more money than I am. What was your team again? Uh, getting me? the team up. Run it past. Four biggins. Yep. Four blitzers. Yep. One thrower. Two linemen. Two rerolls, one dedicated fan. AC. Sorry, two dedicated fans. So you, additionally, so you've skipped the troll and the goblin, and I've taken an extra reroll. Never bothered with the apothecary. No. I mean, the only non-armored AV. Uh, sorry, the only non-AV ten plus player that I've got is the thrower. Um, uh, I'd be happy enough protecting him. Um, I, I, my purchases because we talk about purchases anyway. Uh, would probably be an apple first, mm-hmm. um, and then, um, if I was saving up longer down the the line, I'd probably look at a, a troll. Um, and then a goblin. I might even skip the troll, though. I don't think the troll's essential in league play. Um, 
it's nice to have the one turn touchdown option, I suppose. That, that, um, was, that was what I was going for. Um, so if you are, I mean, the way I, the way I'm looking at my league play I, is that you're basically just trying to defend and stop your opponent's drive, and then either trying to grind forward for one nil, or you know, trying to throw in a hail mary um, with a goblin. Uh, try and get that touchdown. So I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of. Uh, yeah, I think from. I think I would go. I think I probably would go with the troll eventually, um, especially if it was a bash heavy league. Yep. Uh, it's good to have just the extra strength and the another AV ten plus player in there, but. Um. Yeah, I don't think I would. I, I don't think I'd feel comfortable dropping down the number of blitzers and biggins that I've got. Uh, that's that's my problem. I think um, the extra strength across the board with the biggins um, and the extra movement with the blitzers um, kind of sells them to me. Um, I think. Um, I I kind of I looked at trying to build a three reroll build, but then I thought, well, like the thrower's got sure hands, so that kind of acts as its own reroll uh, for one of the things that I do, which is uh, picking up the ball, um, and then two other rerolls, I guess, if I'm making blocks with biggins and they screw up, I'm not having to worry about uh, a loner. Early on, um, all the biggins don't have loner. No, I would mean by the troll, not not right, taking yeah, a troll. Yeah. So being forced into using a reroll at some point uh, and burning one on the loner re- uh, section. Um, I don't know. It's a diff- It was a difficult one to to kind of put put to to test. I think I I would. I think I'd probably feel more comfortable playing mine um, in terms of it suits my play style a bit better, uh, which is obviously why I went down that route. Um, the rookie coaches will all years be it. rookie coaches will all understand from you know previous rosters I put together is I have got it's not a fixation, but I I really like to have the three rerolls if if I can make it happen, uh, and I felt like. This roster with three rerolls would be suitable. You know, because as you said, yeah. as you said for picking up the ball, I've got sure hands as well. I, I don't see myself um, making that many passes. Um, so once that thrower's got the ball, he's going to be in the cage, winding uh, down um, down the pitch. So. So the three rerolls are predominantly for blocks. Make sure that they can they can punch their way through. Um, like I get that you've got on the table, you've got more starting skills and more strength. Um, but I'd, I'd I think for myself, I'd, I know their armor's really good, but I'd still be nervous about losing a couple of them early on, and you know, not having apothecary there. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll have an apple at the end of the first game, though. Yeah, 
Um, no questions. So I'll have thirty k. Um, of uh, thirty. Uh, sorry, three dedicated fans myself, plus whatever anybody else has got. So that's probably a, a minimum of twenty. So I mean, worst case scenario, I could end up not getting um, an apple. But I mean, you're looking at forty k split between two. Um, for um, without scoring any touchdowns, if I score a touchdown, it's another ten on top of that, mm-hmm. um, which would give me my fifty with having twenty in the bank, or fifteen in the bank rather. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm com- I'm comfortable. I would probably be able to make um, an apple in the first game, if not the second game, um, and there's less likelihood of maybe ten. Plus going off, I guess, in theory, um, when other teams don't have as many of the sort of things like mighty blow plus one, yeah. blah blah blah, spread across teams early on. I don't know. I would feel quite exposed with your team. I think with my with the way I play, um, you had a goblin, yes. yeah, 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 and he's your eleventh player. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess that's. I mean, I suppose that's the. Yeah, you know, we've we've got the opposite styles of lists going on. Then that once you buy the troll, you're committed to buying the goblin as well. There's no point having, you know, one without the other. Um. Um. Well, it depends. You know, like I mean, I don't. I'm not adverse to. I wouldn't be adverse to running a 13 player roster with that or dropping one of the. Lineman, or even dropping the thrower further down the line, um, you know, and um, I mean the thrower. Well, I has its uses early on, I think, but I, I think long term development of the team, you can work without the thrower. You see, I I see the thrower as being an essential part of a league team. You know, he's going to be uh, he'll do some of the scoring. Um, you know, he'll at the very least he'll obviously rack up some star player points from passes. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't think you're I don't think you're going to be passing unless you're doing some sort of vanity shit because you've got uh, you've got the animosity for that um, now. Well, it's going to be it's going to be um, worth having the chat about animosity right now then, because um, the the rookie coaches will want to hear our opinions on it. And mate, I am of a mindset as just play the game normally, and if then the most it happens, just just have to suck up. Oh, that sounds really weak, but yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you don't. It's not like you drop the ball and you don't have it anymore. Like it's just you don't do what you're doing. But it could screw it could screw up a like a last turn or what have you. You're um, just gonna have to live with that. Like I, it's, yeah. um, chaos pack, chaos renegades, whatever sort of flavor you want to call them. Of course, yeah. For so long, uh, you know, it's just like animosity happens, and when it does, just like you know, to try to try and mitigate it within this this team, there's just no point. When, when yeah, I think I think. Sorry, you can say when your key players, the blitzers and the throwers, have got animosity to everybody. Um, you know, it's not like you're gonna. Especially design a an orc lineman 
into a thrower so that he can then you know feed the uh, feed the blitzers and you know feed an actual orc thrower to do stuff you just you're going to play your positionals exactly as they should be when animosity does happen it's just going to have to be something you'll um you know suck up and as i said i'm not yeah so i mean the animosity sorry but yeah i i think i think i probably agree with you with that and that's why i so i said at the start i don't see necessarily see animosity it's a big deal you know it's it does it does create an added variable in there, you know, an extra role here and there, which could go wrong, of course. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if I get the ball in the hands of a player on an orc team, generally speaking, that player is going to be the one that's going to be scoring. Um, I probably wouldn't throw the thrower very often. Um, I think I, I could handle losing the thrower um, and I'd worry with the thrower as well uh, that the 89 plus uh, would make them a target um, so much so that I've kind of when, I, when we're discussing our skill advancements I would definitely kind of um, go down a particular route uh, to make that less of a problem um well that's a nice yeah. segue into um discussing skills for the league team because it's something we always do you know our our hopes and dreams for the first five or six games of a league um you know what are we going to try and achieve with our with our teams yeah okay so um biggins um they're getting either block or guard first. Yep. Um, and then further down the line, you would chuck mighty blow on them, but then you're probably kind of into redraft territory by the time you get to there with points on them. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's an argument for mighty blow on, on one, of, one or two of them earlier if you are in a very bash-heavy league. You might want to make one uh, one or two of them block mighty blow or mighty blow block and then the others block guard mm-hmm. um just to kind of sort of add a bit more removing potential um but that's very much league dependent i think uh the blitzers i would have a couple of different roles i think um i would definitely have at least in fact, I'd probably have two of them with Mighty Blow and Guard. Um, again, depending on the league, would, would depend on how uh, I'd maybe have one give one Mighty Blow first, the other one Guard first, and then alternate the other uh, the other skill. Um, I would definitely build a Blitzer as a secondary ball carrier, though. Um, it's for uh, one of them would get uh, sure hands as a first skill, okay. and then I actually think I would probably save up for a secondary skill wow. um, and give it dodge. Okay. Um, and then whatever I'd have a think about what the uh, progression after that was for the thrower. Uh, while I still had it. Um, 
I think I would keep it until it died, and then I probably wouldn't rebuy it. Um, I would get um, block on there as soon as possible, yes. and then I would probably go with leader next. Well, yeah, you're, um, you're making up for the starting off with two rerolls, so yeah. Yeah, I think I think though, as you add skills, the need for rerolls kind of diminishes a little bit anyway. You know, like once you've got block on all the biggins or most of the biggins and uh, block on the thrower, um, you probably don't need it's just dodges. But there again, you're not probably not going to dodge very often over this team. Um, and then goblin. Once I'd purchased a goblin, I would probably just chuck sneaky git on it, um, and then that's probably all it's going to get because it'll probably die. Um, Lineman, I would probably put. So I've got two of them. I'd probably chuck block on one of them, and then dirty player on the other one, mm-hmm. um, and then. Once, if the dirty player one got another skill, it would get block. Um, troll wise, if and when I bought a troll, um, I would save up for block as a secondary, and then second skill would be guard. So that that'd be kind of where I'd be head with each of the individual positions. I think I am not a million miles away from you either. Um. You know, the troll I've got already, I would be saving up to do block first as a secondary skill. Absolutely. Uh, I'm starting off with only two blitzers. Um, so one of them would get tackle, first of all, and another one would get mighty blow to start the killing. Uh, financially, I'd be looking to buy two more blitzers um, reasonably quickly. And as they came into the team, I would be dropping um, dropping linemen to do that. Although I would, I would then have a team roster with twelve players on it, though, just so that I've got a little bit of redundancy. I know it's a bit of TV bloat going on, but I don't really think that's a a huge factor that I would worry about. Um, the biggins, I would go down this. Path to yourself, um, block guard uh, for the two that I would start with, and then when the other biggins came online, that would probably be a lot further um, into a league. But then I would start looking at sort of a uh, you know, mighty blow um, to increase the killing ability, the orc thrower block to begin with as a first skill. Uh, after that, I would have to see how the other team, the rest of the teams, developing, and as you've um, indicated as well. Have to look at the makeup of your league that you're up against. Orc lineman again, uh, block and wrestle are good utility skills for the linos to have. Uh, you know what? I would probably, as you did, give one of them sneaky get uh, and just keep on. Yeah, just keep the files flowing. And then the goblin. Would he make it? Would he even survive to get a skill? Um, Probably not. 
I would, I would definitely be fouling with the goblin. So sneaky get the goblin yeah. be where I'd go. Yeah. Um, I think uh, once I'd got dirty player on a lineman, though, I think I would probably not be fussed about goblin. Um, the goblin's a weird one because, like I say, I think I think having the the ability to do the one turn touchdown is helpful. Um, I think it's uh, it's a it's a bad one to lean into though. I think um, it's, it's, we both know it's it's not a it's not an easy one to pull off with the always hungry and mm-hmm. all that shit. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky team this one because um, I think you've got. Um, I think it would depend on how how the, how your league goes. I think you could probably get away with your build um, if it wasn't a particularly bash heavy league. I think you would get bullied quite early on if you had a like dwarves and a black orc team and uh, chaos and stuff like mm-hmm. that in there. Um, I don't know. It's it's a, it's difficult. It's a tricky one, but at least we've um, given the rookie coaches something to, you know, something to mull over when it comes to league play for um, for orcs. And I think the orc team, you know, we've we've both gone down a different path, but I think the orc team make for a, a really good league team. I think they've got good development options. Uh, you know, good strong armor all over it. The only little drawback, as um, we've both mentioned, is the animosity that's spread throughout the team. But if you just ignore it, then it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are um, keen on getting points on uh, bigger. Uh, well, they were on black orcs. Like, if you could score on a black orc, uh, you would you would try to, you know. Um, but you, that's not a problem. That's you can still do that in this because you're not generally handing off from uh, biggin to biggin. You're generally handing off from uh, something else to the biggin. Um, uh, if you wanted to do that desperately, you could do it with an orc lineman. Um, otherwise, you're rolling the animosity from a thrower to uh, or a blitzer to to a biggin. It's just you could, yeah, you've just got to plan for it and plan for it failing every now and again, I think, like you said. Um have a have another thing. You might want to look at, at your game state turn six and see whether you need to potentially if you're going to have to pass um or do something like that at that time, uh, or hand off that you hope you've got a re-roll at that point for that moment. Um, if you can't get in scoring range in turn uh, in turn seven so that you can score in turn eight. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's one it's a consideration and it's something to manage, but it's not not insurmountable. At all. So then yeah. we cruise on to tournament time. Tournaments. Boom. So it's eleven. It's eleven fifty to spend in tournaments. Yep. So, so you want me to go first again? Yeah. Or do you I, want to go I'll first go this first. time? It's all good. Um, 
I felt like the, the Orc tournament team was a lot easier. So I went with a troll. Mm-hmm. Four biggins, four blitzers, two line orcs, one goblin, three rerolls, two assistant coaches, and one cheerleader. And that comes in at 11.45k. Okay. I went down the path. Uh, oh no, do we do, we don't do skills yet, we do skills after? No, no, we do, uh, no, we do skills after, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I nailed out four blitzers. Four biggins, one thrower, one troll, one goblin, one lino. So that's 12 players, three rerolls, one coach, one cheerleader. Bang on, 1150 TV. Yeah. I did consider that one as well. Um, spending the, the money on the, um, uh, the thrower. Um, the the reason I didn't was because um, I wasn't gonna I I wouldn't skill up the thrower, so it was just a for all for all they're generally being used in my team. In that case, they're a worse lineman. But it depends how uh, how you skilled your team. Well, for me putting the for me putting the players on the roster, I wanted the full toolbox, uh, and eleven fifty yeah. affords you that. So, yeah, look, they're worse linemen in the sense that their armor is worse, uh, and that their animosity is to everybody. Um, they do come with pass, and they do come with sure hands. So, you know, it's, yeah. Oh, we're about to discuss the skills, and that's going to really guide um, how it's gone. So, <laughs> off you go. You're first. So, as as rookie coaches should remember, it's six primary skills and one secondary skill. So, uh, troll gets block as the secondary skill. Mm-hmm. So that's that out of the way. Uh, two block begins. Two guard begins. Uh, one blitzer with sure hands and one blitzer with mighty blow. Right. There you go. Um, yes. That's, yeah, so my skill set is pretty different. Um, block on the troll, the secondary skill, so that takes care of that. I've got one biggin with guard. Sorry, two biggins with guard. One biggin with block. I've got two blitzers with mighty blow plus one. And I've got one blitzer with tackle to act as a sweeper. Yeah. Mm. So my my objective is um, straightforward uh, miniature removal. Yeah, are you who do you, who are you carrying on? The thrower. The, th- the thrower. Yeah. The thrower you to not... start with, uh, and then I'll then I'll be uh-huh. riding the animosity luck to hand off to one of the blitzers um, to make the touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think 
I'd worry that uh, they'll get kind of. I think if I was taking the throw, I'd want to put block on him. I think. Um, well, for me, I'm kind. I'm kind then, on the. But then, what do you lose? You. I'm yeah. kind on the team taking care of him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh. Um, good, good screening or caging um, means he's unlikely to take hits. Um, sure hands protect him from so, strip yeah. ball. Strip ball, yeah. You know, so I've got, you know, as I said, the two big ones with guard. You've you've got two of them as well, yeah. Yeah, two with guard and two yeah, with block. And I've only got one with block, but I've double downed on the mighty blow. Um, the blitzers to really start driving home the miniature removal um, and I, I felt the need for a sweeper uh, so one of them did yeah. gave him tackle yeah I did consider not bothering with sure hands and just going with tackle and then just using the rerolls to pick up the ball with a blitzer um, but yeah I I think one of the things I've I've seen of in the current meta is obviously it's very bash heavy at the moment. Um, you will come up against the odd dodge or uh, or what have you piece, but I don't think as many people are going down that route. My my um, vision for the sweeper uh, wasn't going up against your sort of purely agility based teams like. Um, Sort of dodge heavy teams like Amazons or or whatever flavor elf. It was more for running down flying halflings, other flying goblins. Um, you know the kind uh, of catch a gutter runner. Um, not maybe not from a Skaven team, but when you see them popping up in those sort of multiracial teams. Um, yeah, like underworld, yeah, precisely or what underworld yeah. or, or chaos renegades. Um, that's where I saw the uh, uh, blitzer with tackle being more more useful because the because those, yeah, those teams I think, I think tackles only. I was yeah. going to say oh, those teams go. have still only got you know, two or three dodge pieces to start with, whereas you know all your full you know Amazon they've all got dodge elves. The chances are there'll be five or six pieces with dodge. You know, so you know. Having one tackle piece isn't really going to stem the flow, whereas if you're trying to catch a flying halfling or something that's you know landing in your your half with the ball, and having the sweeper in place, um, good preventative measure. I that's what I believe it would be for. Yeah, I think um, I think. You're probably only going to use tackle in about in less than fifty percent of your games now. Mm-hmm. I think in a in a tournament at the moment in the current setup with the way people are playing. I think that might change obviously as time goes on. Um, people get more used to playing teams that they believe have been nerfed, like wood elves or what have you. Uh, as as people gra- naturally gravitate more back towards that sort of thing. Um, which will happen um, when people get their heads around how you play them now. 
Um, Dark Elves as well, I guess. You're still going to have dodge on those. Um, but there's an argument for not having as many dodge and going very block-heavy on your team for the rest of your team with Dark Elves now. Um, and like you say, Amazons are probably the biggest one. And you will come up against some some halflings and uh, in particular, I think, uh, if tournaments are allowing star players, although not at NAF championships, obviously. Um, I think, yeah, so I, I quite like you. In the way you've built your team, I like your skill placement. Like what you've got, I mean, you have to lean into the um, the guard on the biggins uh, to get you the benefit of having the mighty blow on both the, the blitzers. Yes. You're going to have to leave them in contact with people quite a lot uh, rather than sort of keeping them flexible or, or out in the field. Um, but that's not a bad thing. I think that work, if that cannon does work on against certain teams, and it will get you removals, of course, um, against other ones as well. So I think, I think that's not a problem. Um, yeah, no, I like your team as well. And then I could run either, I think. Yeah, I'd I'd be happier running mine just because I see it as being a bit more straightforward with double mighty blow, double guard, block tackle. You know, they are sort of good bread and butter skills for the orcs. Um, but then, yeah, I know that old old money sure hands on uh, orc blitzers is pretty good. It cuts out the animosity middleman. Um, but I mean that's why we've that's why we do this. We we yeah. never yeah. never speak about our rosters until we present them to each other, so that we can have these big thoughts of you know who's better, who's worse. How could we? How would we play it? So I think in the in the terms of so that there are downsides to running the ball in the blitzer. Obviously, you've you've got one with the ball, and you don't have four free. You know, like. Um, but I felt uh, with the way that the the biggins have had the additional movement, they always the problem was previously the biggins were significantly slower than the blitz yes. the blitzers. So keeping up with the blitzers was a problem. Uh, you could very much outpace your own team if you didn't take that into consideration and um, m- and manage it. Um, the additional move definitely makes that easier to avoid now. Um, which means you can probably use uh, the biggins a bit a bit better um, to compensate for the fact that there's you're you're running on the ball on a on a blitzer instead. Um, like I said, I, I think if I was taking the if I was taking the thrower, I'd have dropped your hands on on the blitzer and put block on the thrower. Uh, and then I would have carried on the thrower, and uh, like you say, just screw, uh, screw them off or what have you. I do, I don't, I don't dislike tackle. Uh, that's also something that I, I'd considered as well was uh, was tackle. Um, I I think you can get because of the strength of the biggins, you can get away with not having block on them um, if you use guard to your advantage and all well, that. That's the um, risk I'm running. I've only got block on one of them. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean you, that works as well. You know, there's that that's definitely a a thing. Um, you could even not uh, you could even not skill up um, the two with block, uh, or have three with guard and and no block if you wanted to lean heavily into that. But um, I think at least having one with block is the right the right yes. choice. Um, bit a bit of reliability. Yeah, well, it means you've, it means you've at least um, got one of them that can do a a two dice block unassisted on you know a standard opposition player um with some yeah the, the other thing i thought I'd, thought i'd do it as well is just not bothering to skill the troll um and not bothering with a double and just taking tackle on on a, a blitzer um or a secondary rather not a double uh, yeah. you know what i mean um because with projectile vomit now as well, uh, you can actively decide not to um, block uh, for a less uh, likely to fail um, mm-hmm. thing, um, or you can use guard to give you the three dice block. Yeah. Um, the thing with guard on the troll though is your um, like there's there's the offense. No, I mean. In, uh, I mean, in guard on your black orcs or biggins, yes, rather. What I should have said is with with block uh, on the troll. It's it's the offensive ability um, of having block, you know. So the reliability of of you know aggressive with it, but it's also um, you know, it's good defensively though, because you know what it's like when depending on the level of player you're up against, but. Sometimes they get tunnel vision. It's like I need to kill your troll to remove your one, you know, turn touchdown ability, and so they they throw a lot of resources at it early. Um, you know, and especially if you've got a a big guy on big guy battle, you you would rather have block than not. Yes. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, you you'd need to. Um, it it works. It works probably to your advantage defensively more than than anything yeah. else. Because very often with trolls, you you don't do anything with them unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than because they're more valuable, not uh, um, really stupided uh, than they are. Uh, uh, sort of not used, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's a difficult, it's a difficult one. That um, I don't think blocks of block on the troll is a bad thing. Um, it's just that you can get away with not putting block on the troll. I think. Um, It'll be interesting to hear because yeah. as we get closer now to the NAF championships, people, you know, the the participants over there's over three hundred now, isn't there? Well, I've, I didn't. I haven't looked recently, um, but yes, I know there's a lot, a lot of people yeah. going. Absolutely. Um, and they were UKTC. I'm pretty sure um, there'll be a decent number of people running orc teams at UKTC because they're definitely a, a, a better team in tournaments than they used to be. Yep. I think. It'd be interesting to, um, you know, do our research and try and get a hold of some of the orc rosters that are getting played at the UKTC and at the NAF Championships in the coming months, just to see how they compare and 
Um, you know, as we've said before in the last podcast, if there are any rookie coaches or more experienced coaches that are going to be going to the staff championships, if you're brave enough to run any of the rosters that we've spoken about, um, we'd love to hear some feedback from you, both before and after, yeah, before and after the event. <laughs> So the next little part we do is um, um, oh, this is when we give them the rating, isn't it? Uh, we give a, we usually give a rating, and then we give a kind of brief overview of yeah. star players and what we would and wouldn't take. So I guess uh, um, if you want to lead off with the you know orcs, can they can they win a tournament? I think they can. Um, I think it would very much depend on um, rules, and rules packs. But yeah, I think at what tier they're in in the rules pack, uh, if there's tiering. Um, but yeah, I think probably a seven. Mm-hmm. I would. I think a I seven. I think they're a, a solid seven, um, in, in the right hands. And then the right rule pack, uh, that could increase to an eight. I think. If... Yeah. I, th- I, I think they've, they've kind of fallen a little bit behind humans in terms of uh, new player friendly. Um, yes. Sort of That's stakes a really good... with the animosity particularly. But, That's um... a really good call, Phil. Um, and I never thought of that is that, yeah, because in the old money you would have humans and orcs in the starter box. And they'd be yeah. really good intros, but yeah, including the animosity role, uh, sorry, animosity rules, that does put them in a, a slightly disadvantage, disadvantageous um, position. I've had a lot of poor tonight. I mean, not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're uh, they're still not use uh, new player friendly in general. I think you could you could probably pick up an orc team and and do reasonably well. Um, once you'd uh, got your head around it, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that in the old days you could tell um, generally the people who were playing orcs were newer players because that's what they bought with mm-hmm. the box set um, or humans. At that point, you didn't get as many of the kind of. Humans maybe more so, uh, you'd get more um, seasoned players playing, but orcs tended to get overlooked uh, by um, more experienced players. Um, I, I think I think you'll see less newer players playing orcs now. But yeah, I, I think seven seven's de- like definitely a good a good range for them to be in. Uh, will they win tournaments? Yeah, I think in the right hands, an orc team could definitely win a tournament, no problem. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd go as far as to push them into an eight, but yeah, seven for me is nailed oh, no, on. I nailed a seven on. I think when I said um, an eight would be in in the hands of a very experienced player, uh, and with a you know a rules pack that maybe gave them a little bit. Um, of something else because I don't know I don't know if it ever came to tiering um, if any 
tournament organisers might see animosity as something that would set them back into tier two. I've never really. Well, that was always the problem with them. Uh, they were never really a tier one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really more of a tier one point five team. But you got you got uh, some tournaments putting them in tier two, some putting them in tier one. And if they were in tier one, they generally weren't as good as. Yep. Um, like dwarves or uh, undead or lizards or whatever. Um, if they were in tier two, they they became a little bit too powerful, getting the extra skills. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think um, tiering is going to be a a weird one. So obviously, GW have uh, tiered them as uh, tier one. However. Was the um, God wins uh, the designer commentary for November? Where did that place them? Was there any change to them in that one? Truly can't remember. Let me just have a quick look because they did change some of the teams. Yes, they've been moved to tier two in GW's mind. Um, so they dropped down, um, but. Uh, so have humans as well. They're now in tier two. So, yeah. Mm. If people adopt the GW tiering as uh, as gospel for tournaments, which there's arguments for them doing that, or uh, are, and also arguments for folk not to do that in tiering tournaments, um, yeah, they'd be tier two rather than tier one. Yeah. And then it all comes down to the pack. So, mm. um. Yes, absolutely. Oh. That was a good dream. Star player-wise. Over to you for that. So They've had a little bit of a bump because they were one of the teams that had uh, um, like fuck all star players after all the goblin ones disappearing uh, between 2016 and 2020 rule set. Um, but they've now had a couple of extra ones added in um, with um what's his face bomber dribble snot and fungus the loon coming back back. Uh, yes um they have uh reappeared which is great so they both have the badlands brawl um keyword and they're reasonably costed as well i think uh bomber at 50k is a useful one to have and fungus at 80k is probably a useful one to have as well. Uh, if you had uh, 130k to spend on inducements, uh, you could probably get both of them quite happily. I think um, the only other things that you would potentially look at would be that uh, for 130k would be a bribe um, or uh, Bloodweiser keg and. Uh, fungus so uh, I think that opens up that bracket so if you've got less than a wizard there's two star players that you can get um, which is great Um, other star players wise uh, Varag's a a good one I think if you found yourself um, a troll down and enough inducements to take Varag um, that might be a thing uh, you wouldn't take Graken no, or no, and Crumbleberry. No. 
Um, I don't think you would take the Black Gobble in this team either. Uh, for 225k, he's a little bit expensive for what he does um, in this team, I think. Because um, you're not going to be fouling that regularly, unless you even with a goblin, you don't you pick your uh, your uh, your target with that, and I doubt you would want to have the goblin and the black gobble on the team at the same time on the drive. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see that one being the case. Uh, helmet, yeah, helmet uh, is a good option as a chainsaw, but there again. He's 140k, whereas for 130 you can get fungus and uh, bomber dribble snot. So I don't think I, w- I think I'd rather have the two of them over him. Um, Morg's gone up to 380k now, so I can't see you getting 380k's worth of inducements with an org yeah. team, unless your team has totally gone to rat shit. Uh, and everybody's dead or missing a game, in which case you've probably got more to worry about. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't see you inducing Morgue very often. You might um, towards the end of the season, if you've got loads in the treasury and you're not planning on redrafting the team, I suppose you might consider uh, uh, inducing Morgue to ensure a win. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I can't see that happening much. But yeah, that's it. They don't have a massive, they still don't have a massive amount of star players. They're missing, I think, options like Ripper um, and Agroth Balgrot and people like that who were kicking about um, previously. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some of those guys come back, especially Ripper, because he's an iconic uh, sort of option for, uh, for less so for orcs but definitely for uh, uh, what do you call it uh, yeah. goblins um, yeah no, there's a good uh, uh, there's some useful star players in there I think if you'd asked me this uh, two months ago when fungus and bomber weren't available I think I'd have said they've got there would probably be no star players I would have taken uh, maybe this, maybe helmet in that in that instance. If I didn't have the ten quick k extra to stand the wizards, um, but yeah, now now you've got fungus and bomber. I don't think I'd bother with helmet either. <laughs> exactly. If it's um, the choice of having two pieces, two two more pieces on the table or one, bodies count. Yeah. Um. Aye, and um, fungus is great. Um, at what he does, you know, him having the mighty blow is useful. Um, yeah, he and Bomber adds that element of chaos, uh, which is yes. just fucking hilarious. I mean, as as you've said, it's more you know, more important in an or a goblin team, but the orc team can take take advantage of it quite quite happily as well. So. Oh yeah, you can also use Acorn the Squirrel on it on it on that team uh, on the Orc team, I suppose, because he plays for any team as well. Um, so I guess there are circumstances where you may consider taking Acorn, uh, but he's 80k, and I think I'd probably rather have Fungus because he leans more into the play style of the Orc team. Um, but yeah, aye, interesting. So not 
Cool. So that, that's just at the end of the rookie coaches section. Hopefully the rookie coaches will um, take something positive away from our ramblings on of um, having the green. So uh, I quite like the orcs. Back in back in for the 2020 update, they were going to be the next team. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played a lot of orcs as well. I've um, played them at tournaments. I've played a decent amount of them on Fumble. I've played them on, a lot of them on BB2. Um, I've played them in the league a couple of times. So yeah, I, I like I like orcs as well. I, I've kind of I kind of haven't played them for a long time because uh, I played them a lot when I started back because uh, it was the only team I had yep. painted. Um, so yeah, I I probably would go back to them at some point in the yeah, future. I the main reason I was looking at them was just from a modelling perspective, and there's a lot of good orc teams on the market and. You know, I had a good colour scheme in mind. I've, um, I think at that point I'd a good idea how I was going to paint the flesh and I was just looking for, you know, the next team to to paint well and to um, hopefully scoop up a few a few painting awards. But um, you know, things changed, but still a, still a good auction, still one I would consider, um, consider doing. So it's good fun. Yeah, totally. At the tail end of the podcast, and we sort of did say we'd um, talk about the tournaments coming up because the next, uh, in between the next, now and the next podcast, um, fucking busy on the road, rolling dice for both of us. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I am heading up to yeah. Aberdeen in a couple of weeks for a one-day bolt action event, and that kicks off our... Um, Scottish, I was going to say Scottish Championship, but the sort of Scottish um, calendar of bolt action events. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a Scottish Championship in the same way that there's a Scottish Blood Bowl Championship. Uh, you know, players attend tournaments, win points, whoever's got the most points at the end, you know, gets trophy and congratulations. Uh, but there's bonus points for, I think it's the same for Blood Bowl, there's bonus points for using different nations or different races for Blood Bowl. Isn't there? Uh, yeah, uh, in the Scottish Championship, yeah, uh, that's yeah. a thing. Um, so I'm going to so yeah. start off the year with uh, playing Germany. So that should be a good, interesting prospect. And then we've got our big weekends away all at the same time yeah so I, I've got UKTC you are you road tripping to that uh, aren't you yeah uh, so my team of uh, Joe uh, the Joker um, Callum whose nickname is Shrike and Hipster Potter um, will be heading down for that how long is the count um, that? I think we've got, oh fuck no, it's about six and a bit hours, I think. So it's not it's not quite as as far away as um, as Nottingham, but uh, it's still a fair slog. Um, which is fine, you know, like, don't 
don't mind going down for something like that because it's uh, like I said uh, we were talking about earlier on it's one of my favourite tournaments it's just uh, really well run um, it's got a great atmosphere and um, it's a good laugh in general so I mean even if team tanks and we don't do well I know I'll have a good time the nightlife's good in there as well yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big in going out uh, places anymore. Uh, but uh, there's some good restaurants for food. Um, I think there's an Indian restaurant that we went to the first time we went down there, uh, which is great. And uh, there's a few other ones in the town um, or city rather uh, that are nice. Um, I know for folk who are inclined on. Uh, uh, smashing it uh, out at both ends uh, um, there is some decent bars and uh, clubs and stuff like that I think decent uh, the one with the is that uh, is it we were was it when we went down the first time that we were in literally in, in York for the, for like 10 minutes and somebody would thrown a bottle uh, in our general direction and we'd witnessed a fight all in the space for about two or three minutes. You see, I can't remember. I do. Rem- I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember walking across a bridge at some point, and there was a group of girls coming towards us. And one of them, I can't remember what was on her legs, not much, but she basically had a blazer, one button done, and a bra. And I remember in a massive pit. And I remember yes. screaming out, "It's like fucking hell, hen! You're you're fishing with dynamite tonight!" And I don't really know what happened after that, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was rough going. But times, aye, you crazy, crazy times. Yeah, York, York's York's fun, fun place to play, uh, to, to to be and play as well. You in a position to talk about the teams that you guys have taken, or are you, is that still all secret squirrel? Not. Not quite. I think we've not really kind of. I think we've nailed down what we're actually physically taking in terms of the the, the race as to what the composition of the skill choices are and stuff like that. Maybe a bit open still, but um, like Joe will be taking dwarves. Um, I'm taking Norse and Potter's taking mm-hmm. Amazons and Callum will probably take Dark Elves. I think. Okay. Um, but yeah. It's uh, I mean, the the kind of variable in the middle is me and Potter, I guess, with the the two glass cannons. Yeah, the old Amazon Um, combo. Yeah, I mean, some folk might say both of them in the same teams would be a a bad thing, Uh, but I I think uh, both of us can play to the relative strengths of, of those teams quite well um, and you have to accept that there will be some games where you get smashed uh, but if the rest of the, the team's doing okay uh, that, that's yeah, not as so long bad as, you, as long as so, you yeah. don't have shitty games at the same time because <laughs> if yes. you do fucking wheels will fall off and it'll be sad days well, that's it. Yeah, um, if you if we do get a round where both of us have had a, a shocker, it kind of puts the pressure on Joe and um, Callum to have achieved a result yeah. as well. 
so that we at least draw the round. So there is that there is that potential there, which is is something that we're aware yep. of. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I haven't I haven't played Norse in a tournament. I've played Norse online a bit and and stuff. Um, but I've, I've they've been a team that I've been fancying playing anyway. So I'm happy to give them a crack. What are you? Um, I guess this is something we started with last year when we're talking about tournaments. What's your hopes and dreams, though, for the event for yourself? Because it's six games, six rounds, isn't it? Six, six games. I mean, I would like to. I always uh, going into a two day would want to win more games than I lose. Um, I would, I would be okay with three one two, yeah. or three two one. Um. But I mean, I've gone four oh two at UKTC. I think um, it just depends on who you're playing, where uh, where you are in the the kind of thing. I think um, at the at the end of the day. So yeah, I think as long as I get more wins than losses, I'd be. How okay many with other that. how many other um, teams are going? That's usually the the big. That's oh, usually the I, big competition though between all the Scottish teams is who finishes first or. Who finishes the highest? So there's there's two team there's two team Scotland teams. Um, so um, there's definitely another two. Um, I think there's another team coming from the Aberdeen area. Um, four guys that one of whom's played in the league online, but the other three haven't. Um, so I think they might. They were on the list. I don't know whether they're they're coming. I think there's at least one team from Edinburgh, um, from the the MKBBL. Um, maybe maybe a, maybe two. Um, they've got quite a big league, so um, it wouldn't surprise me if they'd got a couple of teams in. Um, I know they've got one one for definite. Um, I don't know about um, Glasgow-based teams. So I'd hasten, hasten to guess there's probably about four or five, maybe six Scottish teams. So is your goal to finish on top of the pile um, or middle of the road from them? Ah, well, that, on top of the pile's the dream, uh, but I think it's going to be quite heavily contested uh, this time round. Um, and I think it's probably going to be a bit more open than normal because obviously people have played a lot less games and some of the the good players are quite mm. rusty. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. Um, I would like to call that one. Uh, it's got potential to ch- chuck up a few uh, randoms, I think. Um, we've been pretty much um, up the top a couple of times in the Scottish teams uh, before. Um, so it'd be nice to, re- to retain the kind of Top end of the uh, the the ranking, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I think of the players that we've got, we've got a good team. I don't think it's impossible for us to finish top, but I think it would be a hard fought finish okay. to finish top out of the Scottish team. In the next month or so, when we're recording podcasts, we'll um, work out if we do a special episode just to cover the UKTC and and the format that that might take so um, coaches and rookie coaches should just keep an eye out 
uh, there's every possibility that we might actually release um, two episodes uh, in the space of a sort of four or six week period, which would be one extra. So anything could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. And I could, I could also bore uh, our listeners with bolt action chat. Um, on that same UKTC weekend, I'm going to an event where there's going to be seven games in one two days. Oh, madness! Nice. It's a really exciting player pack they've got as well, and it's a uh, four of the games are one thousand two hundred and fifty points, and three of them are at seven hundred and fifty points, and seven hundred and fifty point lists that you have to submit. Uh, there can't be any um, armoured vehicles. So there's no armoured carriers or tanks or anything like that. There's just and men. Um, so that's that's going to be that's going to be an interesting challenge. But yeah, I, for this I contacted the organisers directly and Send them pictures of the Confederate alternate history American army. I've mentioned in the past that a few people, a few tournament organizers don't really want that sort of iconography at their event. Um, but I sent it to these guys and they were like, nope, no problem for us. Um, you know, we're, we're historical war gamers at heart. So yeah, I, we understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. So I'm really excited to get them a full the full run out with all the bells and whistles so uh, and it's also really good to be going to a tournament where I don't have to paint anything because everything's already painted and ready and that's yes. just such a good especially when I'm painting a whole new army for the, the event that's a month after it uh, it's just nice to be able to just go into the, the display cabinet pick the army up and then just go for it so um I like just just thinking about that goals and ambitions over seven games. Fucking hell, that's that's a lot. Um, I I don't know. I'd I'd be confident. I'd be confident at winning the four games at one thousand two hundred and fifty. Um, like yeah, the three games at seven hundred and fifty. I've never played. I've played at that points level, you know, being smaller, but I've never played with the limitations of not having armor. So I don't know. I don't know how to go. And the the time frame for the games is a lot shorter. I think it's like an hour and 15 minutes, which is acceptable. I'm not griping about that, but um, the games themselves are still going to be played on the full six foot by four foot gaming tables. And the missions are going to be the same as the missions that you play at, you know, the bigger points levels. So, ugh, I don't know, mate. Those are those are the games I'm worrying about the most. So, yeah, they, they'll be tough. Tough, tough. tough. I'm going to go balls deep. I'm going to say five wins, one draw, one loss, and there's big, big talk, team, mate. Fuck it. We'll go Bobby Big Boss. Uh, yeah, five wins, one draw, one loss. And uh, I have no idea where that would put me. Um, I'd be... Again, there'll be players 
that are going to that and they might be listening to this and it clearly doesn't sound too arrogant, but I'm I'm aiming for top five. I think that's the very I think yeah, I think with the way you've been playing and stuff like that and um I think you've you've got like a an affinity for the game mm. at the moment. Um so yeah, I don't think that's unrealistic. But no, well um I think you you definitely got that in you. Hear all about it. Hear all about it. Um I'm planning yeah. on doing some little uh, mini videos. I'll share through uh, my own painting page. I need to drive some traffic through that, through that page. It's, it's feeling a bit neglected at the moment. Um, and I'll be sharing them to different bolt action groups. Um, just little sort of catch-ups on you know, my opponents, tables. Uh, you know, we're and some of the boys are road tripping it from central Scotland down. So there might be a few random sort of, uh, you know, Roadside diner type catch ups as we're hooring down the M6. Burning burning up fuel. Yeah. Well, mate. What you need. I think with all that chit chat, we should um, probably call time on it and wish the rookie coaches the very best of luck. Uh, For any of our listeners that are going to the UKTC, um, say hello to Phil. Phil. Do you want to speak to people? Uh, I'll speak to anybody. I don't have a problem with that. And if anybody wants to speak to me, come and speak to me. Um, if if not, don't. <laughs> I'm not, not Good man. <laughs> quite quite happy to chat to anybody about any old mm-hmm. shit. Um, so yeah, just uh, if you see, we won't have any two guys one dice cup logos or anything like that but if you see the Aberdeen Blood Bowl community ABBC shirts anywhere just give me a, a and you want to chat to any of us give us a, a shout and with that we will say goodbye Hi bye